If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ryan 20's podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Here we are. We got a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about. We always have a lot to talk about. I know. We always say that. <laughs> I know. What if we got on and we're like, we got nothing to talk about today. Got nothing to say. See you next week. <laughs> See you next week. Thanks for stopping by. Just a quickie, like all good on the Western front. That's that. <laughs> and that's that. No, there's always something to say. But I think before we get into all the things, let's just do a good old fashioned start it off with Pride and Pickle. Pride and pickle my pride, my pride, my pride. My pride is that Haley said this to me, and I think it's true. Oh gosh. She told me the other day that I'm a Jewish ally, and I think I am because I really like I am literally so far from being Jewish, but because we grew up surrounded by like you guys, there's so many like little things, like things that people say, like that I just laugh so freaking hard in a beautiful way. Like, it's almost as if I'm part of the family and I'm not. <laughs> what prompted that? Um, Because I was telling her, we were talking about some of the podcasts that I've been listening to who all happen to have uh, Jewish hosts. And I was telling her, like, how much I enjoy them. And I was sharing, like, specific stories from them. And she oh, was she cracking up. to be part of the culture. She was cracking up because she was... And then she said, you are a Jewish ally. You're what we've been looking for. And I was like... Oh. Hey, that's I so nice. Love uh, that. But anyway, it's just funny because it brings me to um something I don't know if I've said on the podcast before, but that I've said to our friends before, which is like you really are a product of your environment, meaning like mm-hmm. you only know what you know. You only know what you're exposed mm-hmm. to. And truly when we were younger, which is not the case at all, like I really believed that like most people were Jewish. And which that is, is so not hilarious. Case. It's because it's but, yeah, not the case. It is super not the case. And like I feel naive now, but like at the time, no, so many of our friends you. were. Yeah. Like, wow, this is this is everything. Um <laughs> so that's my Which pride. is so funny because I feel like so many people are like are 
will say that they've never met somebody that's Jewish. Like people, a lot of people in like middle America and stuff. That's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. Also, I, I bet a lot of people would say that they never met anybody from Paraguay. Oh, people say it all the time. And honestly, even when I, when we say Paraguay, people are like, huh? they kind of give you the tilt. And I'm, so... I, me and my mom are always like, it's in the heart of South America. <laughs> oh, the heart. I've never heard you say it. <laughs> yeah, in the heart of South America. Um, it always tends to be our go-to answer. <laughs> I love that. But... Yeah, that. But that. because like so many of our friends are Jewish, like, did you feel like when we were younger, did you feel like that made you feel like different or an outsider or did it not really like clock to you? Well, it did in the sense of I think that I already felt that way because I felt like a minor, like just like aspects of our culture, especially yeah. at the time when we were younger, like now I'm way more Americanized than I even was then. And I already was then. Um, so I, but I do think that when we were younger and like learning the ropes, learning the social things, meeting each other's families and all that stuff, I did very much feel not in a negative way. Like I was on the outside, but I felt Mm -hmm. like I was like, I don't know, learning something Mm -hmm. different, Mm -hmm. but I did think that what I was learning, like about your families and the ways that everyone operates, I did think that that was the norm. Mm -hmm. So I think that's interesting. interesting. I don't think in a way where like I felt necessarily inferior, but I did feel like, oh, I'm I'm not that, you know, like right, I'm like just that you're that. different. Yeah. Um, so it's just interesting. And then yeah. my pickle, my pickle is that I wish like our hair would dry beautifully every day without having oh, to do Oh my god. You know? I freaking wish. I freaking, I freaking wish. wish. I mean, we're gonna talk about some aesthetic stuff today, so we can like dig deeper into yeah, yeah. that in a little bit, but like yeah. I wish that all the time. I, I wish. wish. Did you do? Oh my God. What was the movie? There was a movie, a Disney Channel original movie where, mm-hmm. and it was something, maybe, was it Phil of the Future? Maybe? No, it was Phil of the Future. It was Phil of the Future. Okay. And they had, like, I remember the sister, like, she would, like, walk into a machine and it would just, like, do her hair and yes. makeup for her in, like, one minute. And I wish for that machine every day. Yeah, which is crazy because honestly, based on the Smart House Disney Channel original movie, so much has come true from Smart House. So well, yeah, I we have, have Chat GP, but we don't have a makeup and hair machine. Like really? really? Really. Right. We're trying to get AI chat before we're trying to do our hair and our makeup. Like the something's wrong. Make a box, <laughs> let us pop out of it with our outfit of the day, makeup of the day, hair of the day. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, but like seriously, how much of a game changer would that be it would be such a game changer the amount of time that we would save productivity in the world would increase happiness would increase depression would decrease oh oh putting it out there listen to us whoever is the machine builder you know those of you listening <laughs> those of you who are we have so many machine builders probably here but <laughs> to our engineer audience <laughs> that's the word that's the word. Those of you guys listening here, please direct all your questions to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Like, gmail.com. oh wow, what a freaking game it changer is. that would be! I think, ev- like, literally every day that I have to put on makeup or do my hair, I think about how much time it's taking away yeah, from me. For sure, and like, I'm not even like I I've definitely not put in as much effort recently. So there's that. Um, and then there were two I other did brand- see Brenda the other day with her hair and makeup done, and I was like, oh my god, you're you stunning. Did- <laughs> Julia, 
the uh, we went out with our friends when Julia was here in New York and she was like oh my god I forgot you were pretty or like she said something like that and like you know when you catch yourself like you say something and you catch yourself I didn't yourself, mean it that way you didn't mean it like that but it I understood like I didn't I, I but I really- also think that about myself sometimes sometimes I go like days without doing anything to myself and then I get done and then I'm like oh my god I forgot you were pretty I'm stunning no, it's so true. And isn't it funny that like sometimes, I don't know if, I feel like you do this too, because I feel like most females do this not to totally generalize. It's like, before you have an event of sorts, something I know exactly where you're going. you get fucking hideous. You get disgusting. You, have, you get disgusting. You're oily. You are just stinky. Your yes. eyebrows look like caterpillars, weed whackers. Your teeth somehow turn more yellow than they've ever been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're the hairiest you've ever been. Hairy. You got acne, like your eyelashes somehow are stumpy. Yep. yep. And then suddenly there's an event coming up. Bam, bam, bam. Gorgeous. I just like love that though. And I totally do it on purpose. Like I like to like be disgusting (laughs) for a couple days before I know something big is coming up. I'm like, I don't want to put on an inch of makeup. I don't want to shave my legs. Like I don't want to wash my hair. And then because then when you finally do it all, you feel so beautiful you feel it is maybe it's maybe we're delusional like maybe it's truly to really trick ourselves yeah we gotta trick ourselves but the payoff is worth it it really is I have two random questions for you number one okay have you ever felt the feeling of and then we'll get into your pride and pickle have you ever felt like your brain is bouncing in your head when you're jumping yes wow I'm so happy I asked see you guys I wrote these two things down. Not alone. Has, I feel my brain bouncing in my head. Has anyone else ever felt that? Okay, that's yeah. question number one. Mm-hmm. Question number two. Have you ever dreamt about being inside of the whale that ate Pinocchio and Geppetto? I cannot believe that you're bringing this up live on the air. <laughs> so you don't relate. I, I literally told you I cannot relate to that. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> I told you in our group chat. Oh, you did there. Okay, okay. Would you would you like to explain in case you're in need of companionship in it's this? It's okay. I don't really need companionship. I just was wondering because okay. I think sometimes we have like shared childhood inspired dreams mm-hmm. and this happens to not be one of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's not. I can't relate to that. That's okay. All right, moving on. Pride and Pickle, Julia. Moving on, Pride and Pickle. Um, my pride this week is that I'm home. I'm back in LA. So happy to be here and happy to have like my real microphone and our studio equipment. I'm just, yes, I'm very, very happy. Um, it's hard to be like away from all your things. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, so I'm happy to be home and my pickle is, um, um, speaking of aesthetic stuff, aesthetic, (laughs) aesthetic. Yeah, I think so. That's it. That's it. Um, my skin is not happy. She's not happy. Mm, She's not a happy gal. And I'm also really tired like for no reason like I literally have done like minimal amount of work since I've been back um and for some reason I am so tired like I don't I mean I guess it's a little bit jet lag but like it shouldn't be this long yeah I feel like that's one of the most frustrating things is like we love to have a reason for something so I feel like if it's jet lag okay explanation if it's this mm. if it's that but like to feel like you don't have an explanation yeah fully 
is so uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Yes. But that's okay. That's okay. Anyway, so yes, we would love our hair to dry perfectly. Yes, we would like our skin to be tip top shape. Brenda had something aesthetic done that I feel like a lot of women in their 20s are thinking about. Ghost, thank you. We don't need your opinion on this. Um, that a lot of women in their 20s are thinking about. And I would love for her to share if she feels comfortable doing so. Of course. I feel like I'm at a point right now where I don't really have the results as of yet. So I will tell you what I know. And then I'll give you my genuine, honest feedback um, in like a week and a half. But um, this uh, this weekend, right? Um, this week, Ashley, who's been on the show, and myself went to get Botox. Whoa. And we've been thinking about it for a while. We've been talking about it for a while. And Ashley is like the friend of mine. Honestly, we've been this way our whole life. We just like spend money together. It's a little toxic. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I don't know why we have so much fun doing so. Anyway, this was not the intent behind this. You do got so you two do love to like shop till you drop together. Yeah, we we have like shop till you drop days. We like are two girls you would never expect to like get tattoos, but we did together. Mm-hmm. And girls that like maybe I mean I, I know, think maybe. you guys getting a tattoo was like way more shocking than you guys getting Botox <laughs> that's hilarious way um, yeah. more and we do regret the tattoos we'll we'll put that do out you there. wait you um, do I don't regret the one on my wrist but I do kind of regret the one under my boob I just don't love the way it's evolved uh, yeah I don't love it I'll show you another day, yeah, show um, another day. you don't want to show the path which is, am I you don't want to show the pads glass? Uh not here, not here. <laughs> not here, man. Close to the nip. Um <laughs> <laughs> my boobs aren't as perky as they used to be. <laughs> so yes. So we speaking of that. aesthetic things, wow, I feel like I keep saying that word really weird. But uh, speaking of aesthetic it. things, I feel like um boob perkiness is also something that we've like always come back to. Always. If there was a non-surgical way to get a boob lift I would do it oh mm-hmm. I would do it today mm-hmm. I would literally do it today um but we went to go get Botox and I think that there are like so many different factors that is important to think about when we're in our 20s I think a big part of it is obviously like people's credentials um obviously we had nurse Tara on the show and she answered a lot of questions for us I happen to live like a bit further out from where nurse Tara is which is why I didn't get a chance to go to her um, but she answers a lot of questions, I think, in that episode, too. If you guys have more technical questions that Big B yeah, can't answer. Yeah, episode is amazing for, like, it real really information. It is. And my reflections on it were I went in kind of having an idea of what I think I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then I had some things that I wasn't sure of. But I made sure when we were researching the person that we were going to that, like, people had given feedback that they weren't pushy. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was, you know, affordable for what it is. Um, or like on the more affordable end um, and obviously all of their credentials. So I personally went in and asked her about my forehead. I don't have like crazy like deep lines, but they were enough to like bother me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, now that we're podcasting and I'm looking at my face, now I'm like, should I have gotten what Ashley got? Which she got here, which I don't really think I make that face often. yeah. Yeah, but I'm um, definitely noticing it now. <laughs> and then she mentioned, which I did not know this, but she mentioned that because my forehead is like a little bit shorter, I guess, um, that if I didn't get it right here, like near my crow's feet, that maybe my eyelids would feel a little like it, I, my forehead would feel a little heavy. Oh, so she put a couple here. Yeah, I've never heard that before. 
Um, but I do know like that so she put a little like under your eyebrow or like yeah, on the like, side of your eye. So she put a little bit like under my eyebrow, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then so less of a dose in my forehead, a little bit in my eyebrow, and then I was super curious, which you guys heard me ask Nurse Tara about on the episode about the masseter Botox. Mm-hmm. Um, and she like felt around, did a little assessment and said that I would be like a candidate for it. So those results do take a little bit longer, but so far so good. The pain was not really painful. I, it's like not, it's weird. Obviously someone's putting something into your body, but (laughs) I definitely will say like tattoo pain is, is way worse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I will definitely report back on like results and whatnot but in terms and of how process- long does it take to like see the full result of it so I guess you start to see some results on the second day but you see the full results in two weeks for Botox in your forehead and like the top half of your face and then for your jaw it's honestly closer to like a month oh wow yeah interesting oh I didn't know it was so long do you feel like you see any difference yet I feel like I do I'll send you pictures specifically but I think I saw more and I don't know if it's because I was being cautious. Um, I feel like I like felt something the first day because I got it in more areas than Ash did. Whereas for her specifically, she got it in one area and there's a major difference in hers. Really? Yeah. I'll oh, show I have you to see. Pictures. Yeah. Um, and then for me, I feel like now, like in a little in between compared to the very first photo a couple of days ago, it's definitely less drastic. Um, but I think I'll start to feel it more or see it more then. Mm-hmm. so what was so I know you have something you've been thinking about for a while mm-hmm. what was what made you decide to like do it like now yeah so I think that we had been talking about it for a while so we were kind of going back and forth and I think that just based on like timing and whatnot for both of us I was like you know what there's a lot of special events coming up and I've always been curious about this or have been more curious recently Mm -hmm. and I don't want to do like something different to my face so close to events like whether it's for our wedding and just honestly for life like forget our wedding too just for life in general um it felt like a good time to kind of experiment because it obviously fades after a couple of months right um so did she tell you like how long it would be until you need to like re-up yeah so she said that in the beginning if we do continue that we want to upkeep it I liked this for both of us for for me and Ashley when it comes to like commitment and making decisions she was like listen you could do this now you could never do it again and like nothing bad will happen to you yeah um so that was like reassuring for us Mm -hmm. but she was like normally it's every three to four months that people do um depending on like certain factors that I guess contribute to it fading a little bit faster right um are like exercising and sunlight and stuff like that so obviously wearing sunscreen which most people do anyways um the exercise oh, I didn't I like, know that that's interesting yeah so I'm like uh-oh I'm like how much does exercise impact it because your girl yeah. is not going no the exercise often. I knew I didn't know about the sunscreen yeah so they said like sunlight or I guess I don't know uv rays um play a role uh, but she said on average, it's like three to four months where it lasts and was very helpful in the sense of she wanted to start us off at like a smaller dosage, mm-hmm. but said if we want to come back in two weeks, if we want more or less movement, um, then we can. And then we'll know that that's the dose that we want to use moving forward. 
Interesting. So yeah, so part of the decision making was that like this is something you thought maybe you would want like around your wedding time, but yeah. like thinking about doing it in advance so you could see what like you like and what you didn't before that yeah. time. Definitely. And I think also like well, obviously what we focus on grows and I just kept like I even told you, I'm like, I'm getting so many targeted ads about this. Totally. It definitely influenced me to want to try it. And then also I feel like I just, I don't know. I started noticing my face a little bit more and I've always been curious and slash insecure about my jaw. So I just was like, you know what? Especially if it fades, like I'll try it now. If I don't yeah. like it or decide I can't upkeep it now and maybe can down the line, then at least I have an idea of what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, And also wanted to make like a connection with someone that, you know, I knew isn't too far from me and would give us good advice and stuff like that. So it did feel like a good time for now. Plus, I feel like there's so many um, things that say like, oh, yeah, like your early 20s or your 30s or whatever. It's it's OK to start testing stuff like that out. So beginning phases. Wow. So are you happy you did it? I really am. Even which is crazy because I am so an immediate gratification type of girl. Like I just am. So I own it. Um, but I feel like I really went into it with the expectation of like, this is going to take a little bit of time and like, I'm cool with that. And I, I don't regret it, but I guess we'll see how things are in a couple of days and see if I feel like it's worth the upkeep. Cause I don't oh, know, like, right. I don't even really know what to expect, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Like how it's going to look. Yeah. Yeah. Like in terms of my forehead, I can imagine more so what that's going to look like. I'm very interested to see how my jaw is going to Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think like number one, just blanket statement to each their own. Like everyone do what you want to do. Like whether you want to do absolutely nothing, whether you want to do something like that or something different, like it's your body, your choice, do what you want to do. I also think like for when it comes to like results, right? Like maybe like I won't see a difference in you, but you might see a difference in you because what we have, what we have insecurities about a lot of times, like other people don't notice like, and just we notice, but if it's something that is like affecting your confidence or like you think even if it's not affecting your confidence, but you just think, Oh, this might just make me feel like a little bit more beautiful like or whatever it might be like I think that's what it really comes down to is like you shouldn't do this kind of thing to like look good for someone else it should really be about like your view and perception of you totally yeah and I I think that I more than like it which is why I'm more so curious is like I probably would upkeep something like my Mm -hmm. forehead because it it doesn't bother me on the day-to-day honestly but like I I think I would like it um (laughs) but something like my jaw I feel like I have never I don't know I've never really thought about what that would look like so even if it's no result it's not something I'm like emotionally tied to just I feel like was a following the curiosity and I think that that's such a healthy way to be about it because I think so much of the time we are so emotionally tied to the way we look because that's like how society works like that's what we've been conditioned to view as important as women and like we are a lot of times emotionally tied to the way that we look and that's okay. But I think making a decision to do a procedure like that, like any procedure, like if you can 
feel that kind of disconnect between being like, oh, this is like a make or break. Like, I think that's a really healthy way to go in it of of just like, this is something that like I might like and like might make me feel nice and like might be like interesting to try versus like, I need this to make me happy or I need this to boost my confidence or, you know, like, I think it's, I think there's two parts to it, right? Like we have to do the inside work on that too, but also if there's something that's going to make you feel like excited or happy, like that's fine, but not having too much emotional attachment on it on like that is tied to like your self-worth or your self-love. Yeah, and I feel like I've I've obviously been in many situations where I've tied a lot of worth and and emotion and everything in terms of a result when it comes to my body. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've been I've had some experience with trying to detach stuff like that. And I think that this is a, like because even with she actually explained it to us in terms of like results when it comes to the gym and whatnot too, which like really put things into perspective for me also. It's like, oh, you don't sure. go into the gym for a day and like have abs. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So it was just like little things. And then also mm. trying to figure out what's best for you and knowing that you can kind of shift it. And I, and I think I also went into it with the mentality of like, I might not notice any sort of difference. And like, that's also okay. And how I am naturally is okay. Mm. Um, but that this is just something that I want to want to see what happens. A hundred percent. I feel like it's like painting your nails. Like, like we think most of us think like, okay, like if my nails are not painted, like it's fine. They're like my nails. Like that's, yeah, I'm still great. But like painting my nails makes me feel like a little extra pretty or like a little extra fun or a little extra excited or, you know, like I think that is a like healthy relationship to have with it instead of like oh my god if my nails aren't painted like I'm ugly or I'm (laughs) not worth it or I'm not worthy or I'm not I can't be confident you know like there I think there's a difference between like like fun emotions and then like deep emotions that are really rooted to the way we speak to ourselves and the way we show up in the world Totally. I think that that's what matters at the end of the day is is really like, because I could be saying one thing to you and thinking another, but mm-hmm. really what we are consciously aware of. And I, I really am. I'm like, I know that this isn't like affecting anything greater, but I think it's cool to be able to kind of separate those things. And it is not always easy. Like I will say it just so happens that like something like my forehead wrinkles weren't something that like are as debilitating to me as maybe I would have felt about like the way my stomach is or like something mm-hmm. like that. Um, whereas I, I would be lying to you if I said that I didn't have a different, like different things we have a different attachment to. Um, so yeah, but for this specific thing, I was like, yeah, pretty, pretty chill. Yeah. And be, because you have felt like a deep emotional connection in, and I think we all, I'm going to say we all have like women in our twenties have had some kind of like. I assume deep emotional connection to something about the way we look at one point or other in our lives. Like I know I was that way with like dealing with acne. Like Mm -hmm. what do you feel like? And I know that your experience with what you're talking about with feeling a certain way about your body did deeply impact like your self-love at a point. And like, what do you think is like the difference there between like an um, an emotional attachment that really like affects you on a uh like a deeper level like that versus mm-hmm. something 
that's more kind of um like surface do you know what I mean yeah I feel like I can't phrase the question exactly the way that I want to get to it but I think you know what I mean I think I know what you mean I think I I don't know that I could have said this a couple of years ago like I think a couple of years ago I really would have had that like I'll be happy when and I'll this is a fixed type of mentality. Like I used to take crazy amounts of supplements of which I like didn't know. I take supplements now, but I much take the time to inform myself on them versus just like looking at the result. So I think my whole mindset and perspective on life, on myself, on getting any sort of result, like I very much, and like, I'm a little embarrassed to say, but I think we, a lot of us do like would look for the easy way out of a lot of those things. Um, or the quickest result or like I didn't care what it would take as long as it would get me that result and I think now just even through the show and our conversations and just my own experiences I've become so much more the type of person that values the journey to something versus the result and whatever Mm -hmm. comes within the challenge so yes of course can we look at something like Botox and be like oh that's you know that's the easy way out you you know you can't undo your wrinkles in another way really (laughs) Um, but I think that my attachment to something being a quick fix or like a a fix in general has been so different because I've experienced what it's like to have that expectation and that pressure and kind of knowing that we can't really tie so much to all those things yeah um so I don't think I would have felt that way though if I hadn't kind of had those different um experiences and challenges and ultimately learned through all of those that like things that I think have come up in different as like different themes and different episodes for us have really been like it's really not about what you look like in terms of your relationships or your impact on the world Mm -hmm. or any of those like core things that really matter to us but I wouldn't have really known that or felt that if I didn't kind of live on every extreme of it I think (laughs) yeah and I think it's tricky and I think like I said before it's something we all deal with like even still to this day like when I like I, when I was dealing like with acne in college, like I know it sounds so silly, but it was something that really did affect me yeah. on like a emotional level. Like, and I can totally understand people looking at that and being like, that's so silly. Um, but a lot of the times the things that make us feel insecure are silly to other people and like, that's okay. But when I, you know, when I was like feeling like very emotionally attached to it like I did feel very deeply about that and it did affect like my outer life because like I wouldn't go out sometimes or like you know I didn't like what I saw when I looked in the mirror blah 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 but now even like I think like I don't have that kind of emotional attachment to it anymore which I think is like something you know about what you said in terms of just like doing so much self-work worth and self-love and knowing that like I'm way more than that right um but I do I do still have I do still notice in myself that like when I have when my skin is like really clear like I I feel more confident totally I feel more beautiful and when my skin is like having a breakout like I do feel a little less confident I do feel a little less beautiful and it's something that like I don't know if that'll ever go away yeah and I don't I don't know if if it will either I think that that's kind of where we have that like uncomfortable kind of like middle ground where it's like a sense of acceptance not avoidance acceptance for like who we are what we bring to the table but I think that it's like 
I don't know, like, like putting salt on a wound. Like it's something that it might not hurt as deeply as it did before when the wound was fucking wide open, but it still stings a little. Cause I feel that way too. And I've said that even to our friends where I'm like, listen, I recognize, I know in my bones and my body and every piece of me that like Chris loves me at any size, that my friends aren't like, you are you're a better friend when you're skinny, when you're thinner, when you're leaner versus when you're chunky. Like I, nobody thinks that. And that is, that is the fact. Nobody thinks that, but I do acknowledge that I'm like, okay, I feel, we feel more confident. I think because it's like, cause it's an, it's, it is an old wound and, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's, I think certain things, I mean, I don't know if you tie this to, to certain aspects, but like, I genuinely believe, and maybe someone will listen to this and be like what the heck but like for me personally my sometimes and this is outside of like bloating or very like natural things that happen in our bodies constantly as humans um for me a lot of times my like habits and my physical representation not in what's standard inside but like for myself of what's like average for me is a representation of my mental status because for me when I am doing certain things for the right reasons I really am showing up for myself in the gym because it is such a different form of like expression for me and it's become that at least. Um, so it, it does have like that sort of tie. I don't really right. know how like else to say that. And I don't know if for you, Ju, so like for me, I feel frustration if I'm not doing that sometimes because I know how good it is for me. Whereas I don't know for you, I don't think you miss your skincare ever, Never. but like um I don't know like maybe for you it's it's related around like oh you're you are doing all of the things and maybe are not seeing the result in that moment of what you're working towards so that's yeah I think it's more of the latter for sure yeah and I do want to say like I think that doing the deep work is so important and yes I've come a lot like my feeling on it now is very different than my feeling on it back in the day because I think like I said before a lot of like the self-love work self-worth work that we have done and also just also a product I think of growing up you just do kind of you are in your own skin a lot more the older you get and I feel like that's the thing that we keep hearing about being in your 30s is that like you just are like way more comfortable in who you are and I think that 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 does play a large role and like doing that work is so important and it does make a difference but um so I just didn't want anyone to get the impression of like that that doesn't help because it really no, doesn't it's really important um but of course like we talk about it all the time like things still come up sometimes no matter you know what you do and it doesn't mean don't do it yes do it but just know that it's okay if sometimes old feelings peek through. Oh yeah. And I think that we have to like almost normalize and expect that they will. Like, I think that it goes for, there's just so many different examples of it. Like if we feel something just like change in general, isn't always easy for people. So like, even if you start to get super comfortable with like a certain version of you, and then something kind of shifts it, even if it's for the better, it feels weird. Like it feels Mm -hmm. different. And I think that that's just that just is the way that it's going to flow. But setting that expectation of like, oh, my body will change. My skin will change all this stuff. And knowing it at your core that like you still are worthy and people still love you, but it doesn't take away from, it's probably still going to sting a little in some ways, even if it's a small sting versus like a really painful one. And I think that that's okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I totally think that that's okay. And I also think going back to like the your body, your choice, do what you want. Like, I think it's okay to do whatever you want for you. That makes you happy or feel good or show up as your best self in this world. Like the, I know even Brenda was like, oh, I, I haven't told some of our friends yet or, you know, and the truth is, is that nobody's opinion on it matters because it's yeah. your body and it's your choices. And the only person that it should matter to is you. And like I said, like, I might not see a difference, but if you do, like, because it was your insecurity or something that you thought would be nice to have, like, that's all that matters. Totally. And I heard something, this is kind of, I think, going off on like a... No, I don't think, I don't know. Um, I think that when it comes to like what's right for you, like it is going to look different and like people don't have to understand. And I was having, um, I was listening to something that a friend shared and she was talking about the idea of obsession and how this idea of obsession obviously comes off very like negative, but that we have different periods of like what becomes valuable to us. So like, for example, like at a time, and and this is her direct thing, but like at a time she was like, when I was looking um, for a new home with my husband, like I was obsessively looking at homes. Like I was so excited. I was obsessively talking to realtors, like, and kept using that word or like when I was hustling and wanting to pay off my credit card, like I was really, really like my mind was very focused there. And I think there's a difference between obsession in a negative way versus like being really fixated on something. Mm. And I think that that goes for like so many different aspects of our lives and what works best for you. Like I definitely, like, I think sometimes people could look at something like my, my current workout routine and be like, Oh, that's like, that's a lot, but like, it's normal to me and it makes me feel good. And I don't feel like run down. And I think the same thing goes for like, I don't know how much you work do or how much you are chasing after your dream. Like someone could be like, shit, this girl like doesn't stop, but like you want to be doing this. It fuels you. So it's a good form of obsession. It's not one that's like debilitating to you. It's pushing you towards a certain direction. Mm -hmm. So I think that it just, it made me think of when you said that about what really is best for you. Like not everyone's always going to understand and like, that's okay. Yep. And it goes with what I was saying before. Like, I think it's, that's like kind of the biggest thing that, um, you know, is part of this like period of our lives is like kind of learning not to care about other people's opinions so much and really just doing what is right for you. And it was funny because we were in um a, a team call with um our sponsors at First Form who we love, and um we were talking about I forget how we got on the conversation. Oh, we were talking about just like, you know, sharing your life and being public and blah, blah, blah. And um, some of the girls were saying that they still deal with like insecurity about people, um, like maybe someone not liking them or not relating to them or, you know, not liking what they're sharing and blah, blah, blah. And I, and they asked my opinion actually, because like, we are so open and honest about literally everything on here. And they were like, how do you like not care? And I, and also being an actor and a storyteller and like a very public, you know, kind of like person that people are going to have opinions about. And like, I think for me, it was, I just really do believe that there is like, you are not ever, no, not everyone is ever going to like you and just like accepting that and knowing that that's okay. Like you have to like you and the people that like you care about and surround yourself with have to like you and agree with the, like the choices that you make. But, um, 
not everybody is gonna like you so if we're just like living our life all the time to like impress other people and that even goes with aesthetic things too like not everybody thinks the same type of person or the same feature is pretty yeah everyone has their own opinions and you have to really do what's right for you yeah just know that that's okay like not everyone's gonna like you not everyone's gonna think you're pretty like that like that's okay yeah yeah not everyone's gonna like your style like I think about it in so many ways of like what we value like for me like I would rather get my hair highlighted than have like a a cute new outfit and most of our friends would super disagree with that so it's it's just really knowing like doing what's best for you and it's funny because I feel like our friends very much have that dynamic where like I would there are so many funky earrings that Ashley wears I would never Mm-hmm. but I love her for her funky earrings and I think that they're her and same thing goes for like probably any article of clothing I ever wear in my life I will walk into a room and she'll be like what is that and I'm like I don't care about your opinion <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it. I tell this story all the time because I think it's really important when it comes to giving advice for um giving advice to friends and uh, and people that you care about and I use this all the time because I just think it's so on the nose and it totally goes with this when we were little and me and my sister would go shopping like with my mom or our family member or whoever like we I when I was little I was like very into clothes very into fashion and Caitlin my sister was like way more like she didn't really care. She like would throw on whatever, like she wore like three shirts for like three years. Like she like totally didn't care. Um, And whenever we would go shopping together, she would come out of the dressing room, like with like an outfit on. And she would say like, do you like this for me? Not for you, but do you Mm -hmm. like this for me? And I think that that is just such a like, true sentiment especially when we're coming to giving each other advice or judging each other's opinions like that outfit that she had on probably was not right for me but maybe it was right for her and being able to come from a place of like giving that or thinking about people's choices like as for them is like a really important place to come from yeah I so agree that's so I, really, I love it. And it really like, is, she was so little, but like, it's so true. Like, like, especially like, I feel like with, we've been talking about wedding dresses, like when you're going wedding dress shopping with someone like the bride might not try on a dress that you would pick, but maybe it is the right dress for them. For, her, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I love, I feel like we've gotten, at least I, I feel like we've gotten better, especially over time at like putting ourselves in other people's shoes. Like, I feel like now if I do see certain things, like I see a link and I send it to someone that it makes me think of them, even if I don't like it, I'm like, this makes me think of you. Or like, I I saw this and I think you would like it. And um, I think we've just gotten better at putting ourselves in like the perspective of what other people would think, even if it's different from what we would like. Totally. Okay, well, this was like all over the place, but all connected at the same time. And but I just want to say thank you so much for sharing about of your course. experience. I think one, a lot of women in their in their twenties are super curious about Botox and other procedures. And I also just think it's so important to be um, transparent about the things that we get done aesthetically. There's so many procedures yeah. nowadays. We're always like posting on Instagram, TikTok, like whatever it is. And I just think it's really important for anyone to be, especially if you have an audience, to be transparent about those kind of things because like you don't want some young girl like sitting 
on her phone being like why doesn't my forehead have any wrinkles and meanwhile like that person has had Botox and like I think just being transparent about that stuff is so important for our mental health and for the mental health of like the women who are looking at us whether you have you know whether you have an audience or you have a little cousin that follows you I just think it's so so important because we see so many people on social media not being transparent about it and it gives younger women a false sense of what is realistic absolutely Um, and so I just I wanted to thank you because I think it's really important of course yeah no I agree I do I think it's important to to share stuff like that so that people aren't just I like I I know that feeling of looking at someone and being like do they just want to like wake up like that like right (laughs) so I I love that we were able to be honest and vulnerable when the time comes and all of that stuff because I think it has made it has made these types of conversations whether this one or all the millions of other ones we've had on the show and outside of the show it just makes it so much easier like it there's there's less taboo with the more that we talk about all of the little things all the things and it, it was funny too because like when when our team was asking me about to like how do I share without it like affecting me or bothering me and like I do think from being so open and honest whether it's about anxiety or procedures or whatever it is like it really just make you just give less of a fuck yeah it does it's a nice way to be it is why the heck not why the heck not all right well I hope everyone has an amazing weekend and I hope you all wake up just feeling beautiful as you are heck yeah and stunning and smart thank you stunning and smart love it love you guys guys. bye back next week bye thanks for listening to roaring 20s podcast be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe you're never alone our pride sticks together tune in every monday and thursday for new episodes of roaring 20s podcast you get to start your week with us and end your week with us with With love brenda and julia Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.